Hello and welcome to With Relish here on the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm Harry Colley. And I'm Eva Allen. We're a fortnightly food podcast looking at Ireland's culinary industry and identity with a focus on the individuals that make it up. You can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn or wherever you get your podcast. But please make sure to hit subscribe and write us a review. Make sure to also check out our new Instagram page at With Relish Podcast where you can keep up to date with all of our latest episodes and get an inside look into how we record the podcast. Inside look. Yeah. Interessante. You aren't even Come on Instagram. <laughs> you have I'll, no have, <laughs> I'll get, borrow somebody's phone and have an yeah. inside look at how we record me, our podcast. Me and Ian sometimes yeah. <laughs> update us. Yeah. Um, so on today's show... We are going to have a little... First of all, welcome back, actually. Thank Hi, you. Harry. It's yeah. good to see you. Thanks, Emil. Harry's been on his jolliers in Thailand. I know. And yeah. I want to hear all about them, specifically what he ate and his thoughts on um, food, cuisine and food culture in Thailand. Yeah. I'm sure he'll have, like, fascinating things to say. Yeah. So I was away for three weeks, uh, which is great. And it was just, like, very much being, um, as Joe Macken calls me on the show, Flash Harry. Yeah. Uh, and escape. Holiday Harry. Holiday Harry. And escaping the winter, it was great. Yeah, but yeah. So we're talking a little bit about that on today's show, yeah. and then also I was away for Chinese New Year, mm. um, which they celebrated in a kind of token way in um, Thailand, which is okay. where I was. Uh, but I have also spent Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year away in that part of the world before mm. in Vietnam specifically, where they take it much more seriously. Yeah, um, uh, we'll talk about that. But then also yourself and myself, we're going to go and visit the Asian market. Yeah, who've been hosting a load of events for the Chinese New Year, which is kind of ongoing at the moment. I think yeah. it's a couple of weeks of celebrations. Um, but we are going to go and have a chat with them and have a look around because it's yeah, kind of... specifically we're speaking to Eva Pau. Yeah, yeah, who's uh, the daughter of the founders of the Asian market, yeah. which has been there for a very long time. She'll obviously tell us more about it, but it's a place that I love to go and explore. And oh. they've been running all sorts of really cool events for... I live for it. I love it. You live for it. I live for it's it. It's everything. It is the everything. Asian market, rather. Is everything. Yeah, that's, what, everything. that's how I describe it. Yeah, so we're going to go hang out with them and talk to them a little bit about Chinese New Year and the celebrations that are going on and the stuff yeah. that they've got there. So I'm really looking forward to that. So come here, tell us something about the streets of Thailand, what you ate, what you saw. So streets of Thailand were fab, really, really mm. good. Um, You've got a really nice tan, by the way. Harry looks great. Thanks. Doesn't he look great, Ian? He does. Yeah, yeah he's looking okay. superb. Thanks. Yeah, you're all so kind. Uh, yeah, no. So uh, had a lovely time. Escaped uh, the winter and went for a bit of a food trip, I suppose, and a sun trip. Do you know? Um, if I'm really honest, um, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's too. okay to that's seek okay vitamin D and yeah, yeah, cheerfulness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, flew to Bangkok where I've been before. That was like my fourth or fifth time in Bangkok because it's generally like when you're traveling around Southeast Asia, that's your hub. You know, you mm. get flights from there and you kind of always end up back in there. The first three times I was there, I hated it. And now I feel I've gotten to a place where I get it. Yeah. You know, it's really, really difficult to get into at the start. It's really heavily polluted. It's hot. It, you know, lashes rain out of nowhere. And then yeah. the streets are just running with dirt. And uh, also I think one of the difficult parts of travelling to um, very dense cities in the Far East or in the Southeast Asia is like... You know, we're from a really, really sheltered background and yep. to see poverty is actually really quite, sure. yep. you know, harsh, the first time harsh on, on, on the person. Yep. So harsh on me, the person, which is ridiculous. But anyways. No, but um, it's, it's a shock. Yes, yeah. exactly. Sure. Um, but I've gotten there with uh, Bangkok now mm. and um, it's one of the places where just food is unbelievably mm. good. Okay, um, talk to me. What did you eat? So started out uh, going to a night market. 
uh, and night markets are just a big part of Thai culture and so they're just really large markets that sell everything from like junk t-shirts to getting your hair cut to crappy yeah. little bars to uh, amazing street food to what else would you get there like live fish okay. you know, things, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. just mental stuff that, that yeah. absolutely everywhere and there's this big kind of um, movement going back towards night markets in uh, Thailand at the moment because okay. it's like a huge amount of western influence and then mall culture has become a really big deal so kind of a lot of the big tourist attractions that you see in the guidebooks are like this mall that mall this that wow mall. okay so it seems that there is a movement um that i w- was told about about people kind of going back to something that feels a lot more thai and a lot more kind of like as part of their own culture yep. so they end up being these like incredibly interesting places and so i just mill around the markets first mm. and i do a big lap and i get excited about stuff that's there they're hugely into fried chicken Mm. in a big, big way. So fried chicken with all different kinds of flavorings that are going on and so you kind of choose uh, your varying levels of spice and so it's just like deep fried chicken on the bone very like KFC style, but then with really different uh, flavors that are going on. It's like squid flavor things yes. that are going on and like really funky stuff and then super spicy. And so it's just okay. like getting stuck into all that. Lovely. Yeah. And then... What about creatures? Any unusual creatures to be eaten? Uh... Loads of, I mean, like loads of those little baby octopus. Yeah. Which were delicious. Yeah, and how are they treated? Uh, they're bile. With great cruelty. With great... <laughs> <laughs> they are... <laughs> they are <laughs> boiled. Okay. And they go a bit rubbery, but then they're fried and they're like crispy rubber. Okay. Which is divine. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And then they get treated with... They've got and do they get chicken flavour on them? They do not get the chicken <laughs> flavour on them. They get uh, a really, really spicy, kind of like very acidic, chunky salsa oh, type yum. thing that goes on them. And yeah. you just walk around and they give you two cocktail sticks and then you eat them like chopsticks. Gorge. Gorge, gorge. Just popping Mom. little baby octopuses in your mouth. Down the hatch. See you yeah. later. So it's like really, really good stuff. Yeah. Um, And... Uh, what other like mental things did we eat and see? Um, I ended up getting like a almost like a Korean barbecue style thing where you you you, you get your own uh, barbecue in front of you and they mm. just give you like loads of meats and things to cook on and that's just like the, but the cool thing about that is that it's it's happening like out in the open as like uh, scooters are yeah. driving scoot- scooters like the workhorse of Southeast Asia yeah, like, sure. they, like they just pile people pets you know bales of hay yeah. everything on them. I uh, saw a couple in Nicaragua taking a piano on a scooter once, which sounds <laughs> impossible, but I saw it with my it's eyes. It's done. It, it happened. can be done. Yeah, real life. Okay, so Bangkok. Bangkok, great, great for Was food. fab. Yeah. yeah. And then where'd you go? Then we, I say we, I travelled around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who's this we? Of uh, then I went south, so got a train overnight going down south. And I have spent a good bit of time in Thailand before, but like exclusively in the north, so mm. around Chiang Mai, Chiang Rai, and Mae Hong Song. Mm. And um, one thing that about the food, the food varies in Thailand so much is the thing. is I think what we know as Thai food and what we think of in the West is being like coconut and lime, mm-hmm. uh, kefir lime leaves and lemongrass. You know, spicy chilies, lemongrass, all that stuff. Yeah. That's super regional and it's from yeah. the South. And so a, a lot of when the original immigration from Thailand went over to the States mm. in the 1940s and 50s, the food businesses that were set up then in the States were from a really, really specific region of Thailand. So what you have then is what we kind of think of as being Thai food is actually Southern Thai food. And then there's like Central, which is the Isan province, and then you've got up North, and it changes hugely. So when I was up in the North, everything has got a lot more... Chinese influence kind of is, it's closer to the Sichuan province and so you get Sichuan peppers Chengdu yes, style cooking do numbing yum. heat and it's about the kind of balance Top between eight. numb acidity 
and fire, heat. Yeah. There's all those things that are going on. It's finding that balance between them. And so when I was in Chiang Mai, which is up to north a few years ago, that was an amazing food trip. And the best thing that I ate there was this thing that sounds horrific, but is indeed delicious. I tweeted this guy uh, called Andy Ricker. And Andy Ricker owns a restaurant which started out in Portland, Oregon, which is called Pock Pock which is the Thai word for a mortar and pestle because mm. the, it's the automatopoeic word of a, the buck, 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 buck mm-hmm. of a wooden uh, mortar hitting a pestle. Um, or a pestle hitting a mortar. A mortar hitting a pestle? A pestle hitting a mortar. Which one is, do you hold in your hand? Which one is which? I think the pestle is in your hand and the mortar is the is the bowl. bowl. Okay, cool. I don't know. We'll check that. Yeah. We'll fact we'll let check you that. Know. <laughs> And so we, I'd say we again, just me. (laughs) So yeah, when I went there, so I tweeted this guy, Andy Ricker, and uh, asked him about where I should eat. Mm. Um, And he kind of like gave me this little address about this place. He was like, this is where you're going to get the best lap. Okay. Yeah. A lap which is spelled sometimes L-A-R-B or L-A-R-P or L-A-A-P, depending on. Yeah. Who's writing it? That's eaten in Laos as well, right? It's a Laotian dish originally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so we're up at very much at the border of Laos. Okay, and yeah, so yeah. ethnic Laos moved over into mm. Thailand and brought that food with them. And so Laotian lap is actually very different now from northern Thai lap. Nice. Yeah. So there's these two dishes which have gone different directions. Yeah. And so what you're getting in Chiang Mai is something that's ridiculously numbing heat. Mm. And so it is, anyway, so it's raw buffalo usually. Raw buffalo, chop, 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 until like for ages with two big cleavers until it just becomes this paste. Mm. And the paste is a bright red and it's been hanging on this cart. But actually the place that I went to to get the lap, it was a lap restaurant but it was also a chemist. Natch. <laughs> it was Just in case you were actually really bad yeah, the it lap, was right? Those two things. Yeah. It was a chemist and then in the back there was like three tables and they also did lap. Um, and it was fab. So the lap dish anyway, so it's these they're chopped and chopped and chopped and chopped and chopped. And then there's lots of toasted kind of Szechuan pepper style peppercorns, which are just like super numbing, uh, mixed with like sugar and nutmeg and cinnamon and like stuff that you really don't associate with being like traditional Thai food or sure. what we know as being yeah. Thai food. And so anyways, that's all mixed in. It's a paste that's then it's mixed into the the raw buffalo mixture so you've got this raw buffalo mound which is full of spices in there and then separately you've got a thing of sticky rice which is the cooling element so you've got hot and you've got cool Mm -hmm. and you've got a a little basket full of different herbs and leaves Okay. so it's about kind of making uh, like little sandwiches and eating something that's really really spicy and then cooling it with the rice but then the best bit and this is the bit that makes it seem a bit like Fear Factor because Mm. you're already eating like steak tartare for all intents and purposes Uh but they then get raw pig's blood, which they put vodka into, and they've also scrunched it with lemongrass. The lemongrass, I think, stops it from clotting, and the yeah. vodka is supposed to sterilize it. And then they just ladle that right over it. Okay. And it sounds gross. Yeah. But it's like silky, smooth, delicious, sure. and it yeah. was really, really, really good. The only thing was that, like, when it repeats on you afterwards, it tastes really like a nosebleed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's the only thing yeah. that I would, like, not love about it yeah 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 but yeah. I loved everything else about it that was great I've eaten blood once before I had blood soup in the Czech Republic yeah. about 10 years ago so I went I was on blood no okay. like warmed blood okay. just warmed yeah. and just with a couple of spices that you'd associate actually with black pudding mm-hmm. um, so I was there with my ex we stopped off at his brother and sister-in-law's place and his sister-in-law's sister had just been to a pig kill in a village in the mountains outside of Prague and brought back a big bag of blood yeah and it was just like 
very lightly warm, probably to like 42 or 43 degrees, okay. like just barely, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. barely warmed. Just past um, blood temperature. And then, yeah. yeah, everyone at the table was served a big bowl of it. Yeah. Was and it I delicious? gobbled it. I okay, loved it. Yeah. Right, okay, and yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of everyone else who wasn't checking the table kind of just turned grey. Yeah. But I thought it was great, but I didn't have that experience of... Uh, it repeating uh, like a nosebleed. nosebleed repeat. Yeah, that <laughs> it was for me. I felt for me that was one the thing. first moment where I just went. Ooh, yeah, God. it was for me yeah. uh, a bit of something to get over, and that yeah. was the start of my trip around Southeast Asia. And yeah. it was the first kind of hurdle where I was like, "All right, this is something that I don't usually eat." Glug, glug, glug. Time to embrace <laughs> the blood. Yeah, and I did. It was great. And um, then how about on this trip? Like, so that's northern. That's northern, Thailand. and then I'm at the kind of other extreme yeah. now, where there's a lot more. Like the tourism is very different, and mm. so. It's like a really, it's been established for a really long time, the tourism there. And so what you find then is that the food reflects what the tourist needs the are. Yeah, Do you know sure. what I mean? And so actually the food on this trip was super disappointing. Okay. Did you tell people that? I am an arsehole and I did. Yeah. yeah. Not like people, other travellers would be like, isn't yeah, yeah. the food incredible? And I'm like, well, actually, no. <laughs> it's not for this reason. Mm. Um, <laughs> and so like no wonder I travel alone <laughs> <laughs> you started off as we and then yeah. you kept telling yes. the food was shit yeah. <laughs> and everybody left you and then I yeah deserted yeah. And so it ended up being that a lot of the food in these places and I was just going from beach to beach to beach it was great yeah. but a lot of the food in these places was just like yellow curry red curry panang curry green curry with your choice of either fish prawn pork yeah. Chicken or beef? <laughs> no, it's 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 a shame to go so far and not to get to try so many new things. Exactly, and yeah. it wasn't it wasn't for for a lack of trying. You know, mm. like, you know, rent a scooter and you could try and go and explore the world. But you know, we spoke about it when Kuan Green was on the show about mm. being able to engage in a place without the language and how difficult that is yeah. to do. And especially, you know, you don't understand the writing system either. So it's not even you can kind of like restaurant. Yeah, yeah take a quick and yeah, like, yeah, this yeah, is where yeah, you can yeah. get this stuff right. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, you might be able to learn the word in Czech for blood, and you know. I mean, mm. like, okay, I know what that is now, uh, just by seeing it. So that you you don't have those visual cues. Um, Love visual cues. Eva cue. does like a visual cue. So, <laughs> yeah, so the food, to be honest, it wasn't fab. It wasn't mm. great. So as I was traveling around, I went down south and I went down to kind of the crabby area, which so there's, there's like, it comes down uh, Thailand, like a uh, peninsula. And on one side, you've got the Andaman Sea and the other side, you've got mm. the Gulf of Thailand. And the Gulf is kind of where... Like it's like Party Island, like mm. Koh Tao, Koh Samui, Koh Rang. No, Koh Rang is well, Koh Rang is there actually, but it's Cambodian. Um, and then on the other side you've got Koh Phi Phi, and then you've got um, Phuket, and then Koh Lanta, and it goes further south. So as you go further south, the population in Thailand, you get closer to Malaysia, the population becomes much more Muslim. And so uh, the food reflects that as well. And so you start coming into predominantly Muslim neighborhoods. And so the food around you is changing because of that. And, you know, there's call to prayer going on and you feel like, oh, OK, this is not, again, like expectations that I had Coke of Thailand. bikinis. Yeah. And then a ton of the food actually reflected, it was like Middle Eastern. Mm. You know, which I thought was really surprising. Yeah. It, like, I suppose there was a link there uh, through religion and something of like, I think something of a homeland. Yeah. Uh, which was being represented in the food that way. So, um, nice. yeah, yeah. Which was cool. You know, really good kebabs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so down in Colanta, which is like, it, it was a lot like that. As you're moving to different parts of the country, obviously there's um, not just... I don't know, geographical circumstances are going to mm. change the food you're eating, but also then cultural and religious, yeah, which is sure. super interesting. So these are areas that are kind of, like tourism would be one of the main industries that's there. So a lot of the stuff that's there is is put out there for what is the believed enjoyment of most tourists. And for most people, I think that is the case. You know, there's people going sure. over there and they don't necessarily want to be eating, you know, blood. raw blood in a chemist. Probably not, no. 
Mike, get over yourselves. Stop it, Harry. <laughs> Obviously you would. But um but so and so then I did so I was on these like really, really quiet islands and having a really, really nice time and I thought to myself stupidly, I was having a lovely time just reading books on the beach and doing nothing all day. And I thought to myself stupidly at the end that maybe I actually do want to be really social. And so I went to Phuket, which is a kip. Yeah. And it's like a an area that's just been like really ruined by really, really heavy tourism and a very certain kind of tourism as well. So there's Patong, which is Sin City and ended up being a place that I got stuck for two nights. And it's just like all those terrible things, terrible preconceptions that you might have about holidays in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Do you know, one of those unattractive things like uh, like ping pong shows and people on the side oh of the gosh. street just trying to bring you in this stuff, people grabbing you all the time and like, you know, Westerners just throwing up in the street and just Lovely. like, no, you know, like really gross. Yeah. And I thought like maybe I might like escape and enjoy the kind of like naffness of it. Mm. And I got there and I was just like, this is terrible. And the only food that was there was just like pizza. Do you know? So that was crap. But in Phuket, there's also old Phuket town and that was brilliant that was this kind of oasis after a sea of just kind of like the same kind of curry that you know that people think that you want to eat you get to a place an old city that's got an industry completely independent of tourism there's lots Mm -hmm. of other stuff going on there and it feels like um, authentically Thai and in doing so like people don't care that you're there. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you, in, when you're in the more tourist areas, I think the people kind of make a fuss over you and they're like, oh, you know, thanks for coming and it's great to see you and people are really polite and welcoming and mm-hmm. stuff. And then you go to the markets in real cities and they're just like, if you're buying a mango, you have to buy 500 grams. Okay. Because I'm like, because that's the rule. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> so like, I was buying this fruit, it was amazing. So I got into Phuket and then real markets again and uh, felt fantastic and people just like, didn't care that I was there and I was in this um, fruit stall and the fruit is amazing amazing and all different kinds of varieties and I went over and I started like squeezing a mango and then immediately she comes over and she's like please don't squeeze my fruit mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like okay you she's got like, schooled I got totally schooled and she yes. was so great she was like don't squeeze the fruit I'm going to pick you out the best ones Do you yeah, know yeah, yeah. she just gave me a piece of the orange that she has she was like I eat this every day like I don't need to t-, you know and she just picked out when are you going to eat it today or tomorrow I was like today and she just gave me like three kilos of fruit so I just left like carrying <laughs> so much stuff because she was just like you can't have. I was like just give me one mango she's like no 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 three mangoes <laughs> uh, and it all still cost like three euro do you know it was great um, and so I brought it back to my like hotel room and it was just like a mountain of fruit in the corner just gorge yourself which I did just gorge myself on I was just up all night with the sugar uh, <laughs> <laughs> the sugar yeah. <laughs> So that was that was great, and it was great to kind of find that again. And then you know, so you, you there'd be like lots of these teeny tiny carts, which are like a sidecar on a scooter, and there'd be um, an owl one sitting there, and it's just like she's just turning over these um, skewers of grilled chicken hearts and chicken livers, okay. and then pork liver, and then like stuffed sausages, and things start to get like fun again. Yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? It starts to get like oh, okay, I don't know what that is. With what sabor? Like with what flavor? Uh, chili. Okay. Uh, chili and sugar. Uh, like super into like sticky sweet yeah. um, glaze and stuff yeah. um, and fish sauce and one thing that they are crazy about Yum. yeah uh, crazy 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 about is ketchup mixed with fish sauce and then glazed okay. over That's very barbecued clever. things yeah, I like that. and it's just like this funky yeah. sticky gorgeous experience sugar treat yeah, yeah. it's amazing yeah, yeah 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 so super oh into that God. and so yeah that was amazing and 7-Eleven uh, yeah that was another thing. Thanks for the, the cue, Ian. Seven uh, Eleven is a huge part of like eating in Thailand. Okay, it is in Bangkok. There's two Seven Elevens on every block. 
They're yeah. absolutely I everywhere. bought some really good sleeping pills in one uh, the year before last. Yeah, it's good yeah, for everything. Delicious. You get everything in Delicious 7-11. food. Yeah, so you get pills. your beer, you get your water, you get your food, yeah. you get your sleeping pills. It's yeah. like one-stop shop. And so it, it's this kind of vision. I, I, I get a bit giddy because I love junk food as well. Mm. And I get giddy and excited about, it feels like, kind of like a 1960s Jetsons vision of what it's like to eat in the future Mm -hmm. or to live in the future. Just like a door opens up into this like really, really cold, hyper AC space and it's like boom, boom and you just walk in and it's just full of people. They're always really busy no matter how many, no matter where you are, there's tons of people working and buying stuff in there and it's so brightly lit that you're just bleached out of it and there's just like a wall in front of you of every different kind of toasted sandwich that you could imagine in a plastic packet. Give me an example. Uh, okay, so tuna and salad cream in a croissant that you <laughs> that toast. disgusting. It's delish. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. Overruled. <laughs> um, hot dogs. Big love affair with hot dogs in yes. Thailand. And I love them too, Gorgeous. so I'm all about, yeah, about it. So, and they have like dessert ones as well. So you've got like a, a like a chocolate one. I didn't eat these ones, but like so they have like chocolate with like a... a custard filling toasted sandwich yum yeah that was really really good I didn't eat that one but it looked good and so just all of that kind of stuff and then like microwave hamburgers and all that kind of stuff like just totally really really strange a strange way of eating but they they ended up becoming like like a place where like school kids go crazy for yeah. them and, and it does I think no matter where you are then it does feel because this isn't just space that's ex- exclusively for tourists it is a thing that uh, locals are using and engaging in that you feel that you're part of like yeah. some kind of the Thai experience do you yeah, know what I mean because sure. so much of it is the like, modern Thai experience the modern Thai experience yeah. exactly yeah sure. uh, and what that's about and so yeah so just like drinking bubble Maybe. tea and, and, and yeah. eating little toasted sandwiches it sounds very much like Japan in the 90s right yeah yeah not that I was there. No, but what Japan, like, what I imagine Japan to be like in the 90s before the internet showed me. Yeah. You know, and when everything was new and before they hit, like, whopper recessions. Yeah. And when everything became a bit shabby, but where everything was in a vending machine, you know. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah the, the strange vision yeah. of the you future. Could, everything it came out of a machine yeah. rather than out of a person's hand. I love that. So that was... Never have to talk to anybody again. Yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah, fabulous. Okay, so let's go visit the, like, 7-Eleven of Drury Street. Oh no, okay, don't say the that. Market. They're so much better than that. They're legit. <laughs> I love them. Like 7 Eleven's a guilty pleasure, but Drury Street is everything. It's everything yeah. to you. It's all. I just want to take a moment in this episode, I suppose, to thank our sponsor, Just Eat. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks so much. So Keep we're doing gonna, what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing, <laughs> and we'll keep doing what we're doing. So we'll, yeah. uh, here's a little ad by them. Thanks, Just Eat. Magic is real. It's contained within an app. Put your feet up and watch Peking Duck appear with just a tap. Magic is pizza, tacos, tabloid fish and chips, shish kebab, vindaloo, and spicy crispy chicken strips. Download the Just Eat app and order food for delivery. My name is Eva Power from the Asia Market in Joy Street. Hi Eva, thanks so much for having us. Myself and Eva are really, really excited to be here. We were just talking to you a little bit before we started rolling about how myself and Eva just love coming in here just as a pastime, just like escaping and just into loads of different produce and getting that same satisfaction that you get from buying a pair of really nice trousers or a nice pair of shoes that you come in and you buy yourself a packet of like dumplings or some like firm tofu. It's a real discovery every time I come in here. It's really fun. Actually, I said to one of the girls at work the other day, I feel like going and spending a bit of money and having a bit of fun. And she said, oh, you should go to Zara. They have nice things at the moment. Go to the Asian market as well because you get the same buzz off it. So yeah, it's really, really great to be here. And we were just kind of looking around as we came in about how the place is set up 
in general, so like it has the sense of kind of an open market, like most of your produce, the fresh produce isn't in plastic. It's just open there to be seen and touched. And, and that's really great. I love that. And also just for the Chinese New Year that you've all these lanterns hanging. Um, you've got the walkway in is full of utensils and cooking equipment. So it's I think so much more than a supermarket it's a really immersive experience that's what we were um, like we want people to when they come in they get like a piece of Asia when they come in so um, they can like a lot of the local Chinese vegetables we, we try to source it locally as well so like there's like um, Irish farms that grow Chinese vegetables Okay. but because of the weather they mm. can't get all the varieties so we do import some from like France or Germany um, Holland um, and to get more variety for our customers so. Okay, and just quickly before we take a bit of a walk around, um, okay. can you tell us how long this place has been here and who established it first? Yeah, so it was um, established in 1981. Oh wow! And it was set up actually by my parents. Um, so okay. I would be second generation, but they were first generation here to Dublin. So they from where Eva? From Hong Kong. Okay. From, so a lot of the Chinese people um, that came here, or the earlier Chinese people, they would be from mainly from Hong Kong. So the main dialect they would speak would be Cantonese. And so uh, my dad set it up like years ago, and he was basically the idea was to supply the Chinese takeaways and restaurants mm. that were like developing in Ireland. It suddenly developed where like every street had like a Chinese or every little town would definitely yep. have one or two Chinese takeaways, Chinese restaurants. And I think the Chinese food that um, was created really the people in Ireland really kind of embraced it. You know? Oh yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it was like the main takeaway when I was growing up was Chinese. Food, right? It was the main takeaway for me as well um, but one of the things I think that's really great specifically about the Asian market was that uh, its origins may have been looking at Chinese takeaway food which maybe isn't the best representation of Chinese cuisine or Cantonese cuisine but has kind of grown to be something that's much more encompassing for many different communities and I was wondering about the journey for that like if you guys started out originally to set up for a very specific thing how was it that you moved then into catering for like you know a, a Mandarin speaking community or your very different kind of foods or for the Filipinos or the Koreans and people coming over yeah it, it, it was a very like I think um, my dad the founder of the shop was very smart in choosing the name he didn't just go like a Chinese market he said an Asian, Asian market, market yeah. so <laughs> it, was, it was it's very interesting now that um, uh, in the market now we have like Japanese, we have Korean, we have Philippine, Vietnamese and I love all that so it's not just um, going down like just Chinese food it embraces all of Asian food you know yeah. which I love. And it becomes I think the, the one-stop shop for Irish people who are maybe looking for something new and mm. then people are kind of looking for flavors of home or raising new families here and uh, bringing people bringing their families up with the foods that they grew up with so I think it's providing an incredible service to loads of people. Like we get the top brands from all the different countries okay so like if you for instance if you were shopping in China and there there's the brands that you use there you'd find them in this market okay and so that's I think that's like I love that you know huge comfort when yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah when you're so far away and we get yeah. so many like students from all like Korean students or Chinese students like uh, Taiwanese yeah. students that you know and they're here and they're so far away from home that they yeah. actually get a piece of like comfort when they come here exactly you know, everything else might seem totally unfamiliar and overwhelming you know when you go somewhere that's so far from home for the first time but then when you just find that one thing that you can kind of connect with it must be really really reassuring for the same reason that uh, mammies are sending out packets of tato to Australia uh, you know yeah. and that's say that just to give somebody like if it's not there it's the same kind of like sense of home that's there's something comforting in that yeah Brandon one is importing the tato into Hong Kong as well ah, <laughs> there you go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
So we're going by the fresh market here, so we're looking at lots of familiar and unfamiliar vegetables exactly. as well. Exactly, yeah. So we have the white radish, which will probably be not so familiar, which is this one here. Which goes under loads of names. So that's yeah, mooli and daikon. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I, I love this vegetable because it's so versatile. It's like um, you can you can braise it and then it soaks up all the flavors, you know, which I really love. Yeah. And then the taro, we have the taro, which... Um, do you use the taro? I don't use taro. I've never. I yeah, mean, it's I from the potato family. Yeah. And um, you boil it, and then you take the skin off, and then you can mash it up. Um, you can eat it savory or sweet, which is really uh, interesting. Okay, you yeah. can add a bit of sugar into it and deep fry it into taro balls, which is something really nice. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll have that. Yeah. <laughs> we have like the lotus root here. Okay. And this um, is the one that, if you cut it on the cross section, it's just like full of small holes, and it's yeah, fantastic exactly. looking, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can like, I love adding into stir fries. You know. Okay. Um, so it's really nice. And is it like, is it a crunchy thing or it is, is it a crunchy oh. thing? Yeah. So okay. you, even if you stir fry, it, don't yeah, you wouldn't stir fry for too long. Yeah. But it still keeps its crunch. Okay. Yeah. Great. And then what else? We see now there's something here which looks familiar to us because it looks like an aubergine. Oh, this one. And it is an aubergine, right? It is an aubergine, but yeah. Um, I think it's just, uh, like, I like to use this in d depending on what, like, a, a Chinese dish because, you know, in the bigger aubergine, this is a kind of a long, kind of a thin aubergine. I, l I like making, like, a minced pork dish with the stir-fried aubergine. And um, because you get yeah <laughs> with a kind of a chili yeah. bean sauce with it, like oh, you know, yeah. because because if you're if you're using the bigger type of an aubergine, because it's only one side that when you cut into it, it has skin. Yes, this one is more better texture. And I think that's what I understand a lot of uh, Chinese cooking to be about is like many textures in one spoonful. Mm. That uh, I think that sometimes that's why people might like. Irish people when they're traveling abroad might struggle with cartilage or uh, yeah. bone or you know many different things that are happening but that seems to be kind of one of the pinnacles of the cooking is to like many different textures so we have like what looks like an aubergine but is long and thin and the reason that we're using it is because we're getting better texture out of it yeah amazing over here is all the kind of um, Asian kind of green vegetables um, and we have the Chinese form of the broccoli with the gai lan. We have the Chinese spinach, um, the bok choy. And a lot of this stuff will be coming from Irish suppliers or Irish growers. Yeah, we yeah. try to like source this um, locally. Great. Yeah. To give a sense of just how much stuff is here, I I'm know, looking at the mushrooms, okay? And yeah. I'm spotting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine yeah. varieties at a glance. I mean, right. it's. I Absolutely wonderful. So Here we have some fresh buns, fresh kind of steam buns. Yeah, those are for yum the yum. dim sum. Yeah, for sure. And then um, they they come in savory form and also sweet form. Yeah. So savory, I go for the char siu bao, which is like the barbecue pork one. Yeah. And then sweet one, maybe the there's a milk bun, which is like a custard bun. Oh. And there's a sweet lotus Hello. paste yeah. bun, which is really nice as well. Moving on to the yeah the kimchi. So we have like lots of different types of kimchi here. The I guess the most popular one would be the the cut cabbage one. Yeah. So they basically take like Chinese leaf and they marinate it with some like Korean herbs and um, but they be a lot of like that's the most um, popular one. Um, you can make like kimchi fried rice. Yeah. You can and I, I always find the Korean packaging as well is always so beautiful. It like is. You know the Korean stuff when yeah, you're in the shop definitely. because it's the most stylish. It's so yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Really high quality packaging. Yeah, 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 yeah. Classy stuff. But they're very, I think I find a lot of their food is very tasty as well. You know, oh, definitely, yeah. But people look at it and go, oh my gosh, is that all chili sauce, you know? But it's actually like a red pepper sauce. So yeah. They might be, the exactly. Yeah. They might be turned off when they see the packaging, but yeah. in fact, so yeah. Are these the razor, razor clams? clams? Yeah. yeah. We, we love um, steaming those with some black bean. Okay. Um, and Eva, are these harvested? No, they're locally. We here? just get them. Yeah. Okay. Locally. So are they? Some of them are kind of coming out of their shells. Wow. 
Ready to roll. Yeah. Amazing. Fresh, okay. fresh. Yeah. <laughs> fresh. And fresh oysters. Like the diversity of produce here is just so... This is just one aisle. Wonderful, yeah. yeah. We organize soft drinks. everything uh, in terms of the country. So the Japanese section, we have everything you need to make, like your sushi, um, your miso soup. There's like lots of Japanese teas, the seaweed. Then we have like the Korean section with like... Uh, the red pepper paste, we have like a Korean salt, Korean tea, um, we have the alcohol section with your sake, your Chinese beer, your Thai beer, the Chang beer, and a Korean beer, the height beer. Um, we have the snack aisle. This is one of the things that I was saying to you as well um, before we started, how when I'm traveling what I love to do is look at packets of crisps whenever you're abroad because yeah. I find that they're always like super uh, locally flavored that like when you're in uh, Thailand what you find is they're often like quite funky and they go for things that are like fish or you were saying tam yum and seaweed yeah. whereas like here in Ireland it's cheese and onion salt and vinegar <laughs> and then in Spain it's paprika <laughs> or, or hamon flavored exactly. and garlic do you know yeah. Yeah. that it's just like a really good representation of what the local tastes are exactly here I guess got this one which is like a wasabi prawn cracker um durian bites oh. um we have lots just of the stinky fruit <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> they, they say that's the king of all fruits but i have you tasted it i have had durian before yeah and i, I kind of have heard people making a really big deal of it and like oh my god it's like eating custard out of the toilet yeah <laughs> uh, which is a <laughs> thing that has been said and actually it's just delicious but like on all the subways and things like that when you're in there's kind of signs that say no durian so do you guys uh, have fresh yeah we do have fresh um but it's seasonal so when we get it like when it's the season for it we'll have it in yeah and then we also sometimes stock like a frozen one as well okay so and does it stink the gaff up well the fresh one does okay. and then we'd get people our neighbors come in yeah. And they'd be like, um, what's that smell? <laughs> or no, I think they were coming in to complain to see if it was from us. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it's like, it must be the jury. <laughs> <laughs> um, so other things in the have you tried the watermelon seeds? No, I have not. Yes. So wanna, shall we open one and try oh, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Okay, can we get yeah. Ian to help us open it up? Okay. So Watermelon seeds are a really famous kind of um, like a snack in China, mm. and they have a they would eat this like you know in cinemas like popcorn when they're watching movies everything, and basically you take the and I have to demonstrate it do I? <laughs> okay, so okay you grab one as well. Yeah. You all grab one. <laughs> Let's all grab one and Thank try you. it. Thank you. So you try and crack it open at the top between oh yeah. your teeth. Okay. Mm. Oh, it spits perfectly. Oh wow, yum. They're caramelized, huh? Exactly. Mm. So basically, um, so they're not like just mm. normal sunflower seeds. Oh no, they're delicious. There's a lovely taste from the Holy outside mode. of the skin. Mm. Um, that was like a little taste explosion, wasn't it? Boom. I'm Are so you so getting it? You're just choking on shells. I'm struggling because I'm <laughs> holding so much wires. <laughs> <laughs> you can, like, in people, mm. they can, like, um, okay, yeah, no, it's delicious. try it to... Yeah. <laughs> They can try to like I, I still need to use two hands two hands to kind of mm. like crack it open and then kind of take the middle yeah. part out. I'm but taking a lot of I reckon I could mill through it. Mm. Yeah, no you problem. can d like kind of it's a real nice snack if you're kind of on a like sitting at home on the mm. couch and you're kind of you know, it's something to do. But it's not adding too many calories. Exactly like if you were that, eating yeah. like chocolate, Yeah, I mean. it's yeah. active, it's a it's a hobby. <laughs> yeah. I'm really into that. We have moving through the Thai section, Vietnamese Malaysian. This is all the kind of Chinese hot pot section. Eva, which communities come here the most? You know, do you, is there a big Thai population in Dublin? Is there a big Vietnamese, Japanese, Korean, Chinese? What's the? I guess who I guess gives you the most traffic or mm, business? Well, I guess for for me, um, we get in 
all, all Asians, but yeah. uh, for me, I guess I notice more Chinese people that sure. come in or the Korean, okay. Japanese, mostly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because um, um, at the moment, I think there's a lot more like students that are... Okay, yeah. So they're studying here for a year or two and... They make up a lot of your, a lot of your customers, I guess. Yeah. Shin ramen. Time. Yeah. Have you tried? Mm. So oh this God. is, I guess, the. I really live on shin ramen, right? I love this stuff in a massive way, and I'm, I'm cutting across you only because I'm just so passionate about it. It's delicious, and I add stuff to it. That's the thing about it. That's is the I, thing. It's is lovely. Yeah. I boil an egg and I put it in there. That's what I do too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's that super. Great. If you like this, the yep. newer one at the moment that they have is this one. Hot Mango. chicken flavor ramen. Hook me up. So the, <laughs> the, the shin ramen is a soup noodle. This one is, um, they strain the, so after you cook it, you strain it, the, just uh, strain the water and you just leave the noodles and then you add the sauce packet. Ah. Really spicy. Okay. That is really spicy. I mean, I thought the shin ramen was spicy, and I, I use the full packet. And this one, I think, is double the spice. I'm double the spice. I'm grabbing one of each for dinner tonight. <laughs> 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 Ian, will you hold them? Poor <laughs> <laughs> Ian. No hands. When does Ian get to have fun? <laughs> um, so, Eva, can you tell us something about the Chinese New Year and the food traditions around that? Yeah, so, like, during Chinese New Year... Um, Different parts of China, they s I guess they would have different food traditions. But mm -hmm. for, for for like um, I'm my family is originally from Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. So what we would do is we'd have a lovely kind of a uh, banquet okay. that would have like um, fish, like steamed fish, like a chicken dish. Like we'd have at least like four or five lovely kind of dishes okay. um, that we share together. Um, and then we in northern part of China they like to make dumplings and eat dumplings on the eve of the Chinese New Year so like and is that like a family activity exactly, people gather yeah. together to roll the dumplings together exactly yes. so it's okay. really really nice and um, that's usually like a savoury dumpling but actually on the Lantern Festival, which is on the last day of the Chinese New Year, they which is a, like it's a fifteen to sixteen day cycle, yeah. and then so on the last day they wrap like sweet dumplings. So they have like a sweet sesame dumpling. They have like a peanut um, red bean, you know. Okay. So, um, but like last week we kicked off our food kind of um, Chinese New Year celebrations with like a dumpling day on the f on on the Chinese New Year day. Okay. And so we could sample like dumplings to your heart's delight. I know. I in was our shop. And it broke my heart. I saw <laughs> that. I was like, no. But it's it, it's a real kind of Chinese New Year is a real nice time to kind of gather with your family, a mm. bit like Christmas here. Um, yeah. Um, with friends, you know, and then also kind of maybe relatives that you haven't seen for a while. Okay. Um, it's also great for kids. They yeah. have like they get like given red packets, like a red envelope, and they it's usually with money in it. Okay. Like older people giving it to younger people. Yeah. So you get if you, the more you meet and the more you say like some kind of Chinese. We have like a lot of like Chinese thing like four letter kind of like kung hei fa choi or like um, wishing you a prosperous like okay. um, new year like and you say something like that when like to your your parents or someone older than you and then you usually they usually return the favor with like a red red nice. envelope okay yeah smart kids could do really well <laughs> exactly <laughs> and what i came across i spent uh lunar new year uh, which yeah. was tet in vietnam a few years ago oh. and i saw that they had like the, so the whole place shuts down so when you're like everyone is going home do you know it, it is it is the equivalent of christmas and like everything shuts down so buses are stopped going and you're wherever you are for tet you're there for a, you, you know surprised? was i surprised by being stuck <laughs> 
stuck there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got stuck in uh, Dong Hoi, um, which was not great. Um, <laughs> but one thing that I noticed as well was like a lot of people were burning fake money. Yes, so that's for the ancestors. Okay, like, all right, yeah, cool. so they burn it and then they believe it will reach to their ancestors. So it's a nice kind of little omen during Chinese New Year. To yeah, kind of, you know, just remember past and yeah. And okay, that's like all right. I thought they were just they're they're very like <laughs> no, they're very kind of sentimental. Like, yeah, you know, they have a day where you um, it's a like a public holiday for your ancestors. So like, you you visit the grave, you you know, mm-hmm. um. So I think it's a really nice kind of it's it's really family oriented yeah, holiday. Yeah, yeah, great. I loved it. I loved Tet. And it was great to be there. And it was great to kind of like celebrate two New Year's in yeah. two months. <laughs> Eva, thank you so much for showing us around one of thank my favourite places in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. If you don't live in Dublin, uh, we've just launched um, recently our online store. So you can buy all the Asian ingredients online. and uh, We deliver it the next day. www.asiamarket.ie Thanks for taking time out of your really busy no, schedule no. during this festive period when I'm sure you want to spend loads of time with your family as well. You're very kind. <laughs> um, it's been wonderful. Thank you for listening into this episode of With Relish. We would like to thank all our guests for taking time out to come on with us. As mentioned at the beginning of the show, we are a fortnightly podcast, so make sure to check out headstuff.org for our next show. You can download the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn and all the usuals. If you like what you've heard, please let us know by writing us a review or following our Twitter page at With Relish Pod. HPN, the Headstuff Podcast Network. See headstuff.org for more details.